This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This is Chief Conti of the Metropolitan Police Department, and I need your help to curb impaired driving. This highly preventable behavior is the cause of almost half of DC's traffic fatalities. Let's commit to never drive under the influence and always have a plan for a sober ride. D.C. police are enforcing impaired driving laws, so don't risk an unnecessary DUI. Drive sober or get pulled over. A message from the District Department of Transportation and the Metropolitan Police Department. Welcome to the Cottage Talk Facebook page. I'm Russ Goldman. This is our preview of Leeds United versus Fulham on Saturday at Ellen Road. Joining me is my co-host, Brendan, all the way from Ireland. He's joining us in the lower square. In the right-hand square (laughs) is Kevin from Leeds United Mad website. He's on to give us the Leeds United perspective on this match and uh, we have a lot to talk about in regards to previewing this match this is going to be a lot of fun I've talked to Kevin a bunch of times on another podcast so I look forward to doing this and this is a live video if you're watching live and you have a question or comment for us put it in the comment section we might get to it this will also be a podcast after the fact but we wanted to do this as a live video this is how we're doing cottage talk moving forward our preview shows, our full-time shows, and our post-match shows are going to be available to you as a podcast and also as a video. So let's not waste any more time. First, I'm going to welcome back my co-host. It's been years. Brendan, how you doing? I'm great, Ross. Delighted to be back. Finally, <laughs> very excited to talk about the, the game at the weekend. Big game for both teams. Yes, it's a huge match. And uh, I was just telling <clears throat> Kevin this off air, Brendan, uh, you and I finally met a couple years ago at yeah. Wembley. And, uh, you know, it's yes. funny because because here we are, we're talking about playing Leeds United. I would prefer not to go back to Wembley or, again, it would probably be behind closed doors. But that was an amazing day. Mm. Oh, it was incredible. One of the best days of my life. Um, <clears throat> it's strange how after that game our kind of fortunes went downhill. 
But um, <laughs> just amazing memories, something I'll never forget ever. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, can I, I just chip in and say he's a former league player? Go on, Kevin. Player, a former Welcome league show, player. <laughs> well, nice to be here. Former Leeds player that got you there as well to the Premier League. <laughs> Mr. Kearney. Yes, that's right. You're right. Very, very good former Leeds player. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing for some, for some, some reason, we released him because he was too sharp. But, <laughs> um, I don't think he's ever forgotten that because every time he plays against oh. us, he plays, he plays a blinder. <laughs> so. Yeah. He scored an amazing goal at Craven Cottage against oh, well. you. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player. He's a great player. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay. All right. Well, Kevin, let's uh, get into it. Let's start here, okay? I just yeah. want to get your thoughts on Leeds United season before starting <laughs> up against Cardiff City. So, again, you, as we went to this break for the pandemic, unfortunately with what's going on in the world, Leeds United were on top. So give give us a, your view of uh, what was going on with Leeds United before the Cardiff match. Yeah, well, like you say, things were going really well. Five wins on the trot. But if we go back to the Forest game and we lost 2-0, which was the worst performance and um, Sunday's performance. We played quite well Sunday against Cardiff, I thought. We actually absolutely uh, got battered by Forest that day, 2-0. And after the game, Bielsa, instead of having his usual, you know, go home and lick your wounds sort of thing, he, he made a big speech in the dressing room, apparently, and got everybody, you know, going. Um, um, and revitalised the squad in a way, because when they came back against Brentford, we got a decent point at Brentford, which is a difficult place to go. It's not, Absolutely. One, of our, not one of our favourite hunting grounds over the years. Uh, probably should have won the game because Brentford were won at the best that night. But we, we've got a point. Everybody was happy. Then we got the five wins on the bounce. So things were going really well. And, okay, the teams we played, Hull away and Huddersfield at home, might not be the most competitive teams. But, obviously, Bristol City, I think, are. We beat them at home and beat Reading at home, two tough teams. And got away, obviously, another team. Middlesbrough not doing too well at the moment, but... Maybe it didn't really suggest, you know, that we played top opposition. So when we played Cardiff at the weekend, I think they were a step ahead of all all those teams. They're doing a lot better in the league. So, um, and everybody before the game were more or less saying Leeds are promoted anyway. So don't worry about it, <laughs> which is a, you know, not a good, not a good thing to say before your final <laughs> nine games. Um, so hopefully. The play, I'm sure the players didn't think that way because Bielsa what allowed them right. allowed them to think about promotion. But back to your original question, I think things were going quite well before the lockdown. And okay. Obviously, we got a tough lesson on Sunday to say this is, isn't going to be easy. But thankfully, we've got eight games to go, and we've, we've still got enough time to put things right. So for, uh, with um, five home games and, and three away games. I believe is the last uh, last eight games, so uh, hopefully we can uh, get enough points to do it this time. Okay, excellent. And Brendan, over to you. I want to get your view of Leeds United this season. And after we do that, then I'm going to go back to both of you because I want to take a look back at when Fulham played Leeds United at Craven Cottage earlier in the season, and then then we'll talk about Cardiff City for Leeds United. But just your your overall view as a fan of football watching Leeds United. Well, they've been very good. I mean, for the last few years, they've threatened to um, to win the league, but they've kind of fallen apart towards the end. 
Um, but this year they they look really good. I mean, I honestly think the game against Cardiff was a was a once off um, because, as Kevin said, they won five in a row before that. They did. Um, I <clears throat> believe that they, um, even though they lost, they dominated the game. Uh, from what I read uh, at the weekend, I actually listened to a podcast by Johnny Giles, who we spoke about before, and he was the next uh, Leeds and Ireland legend. But um, he watched the game and he said that you know they were unlucky and that they dominated the game. So they've been very, very good. They've got some very, very good players. Um, I know recently that they've struggled to score goals. Um, it's hard to predict at times whether Bamford is going to be on fire or he's going to have a poor game. So, you know, maybe that's something we could take advantage of. But they've been very <laughs> impressive. Bielsa is an excellent coach. He's an excellent, excellent. tactician. I totally agree. The way that he, he presses from the front, the energy that his players have, it's it's incredible. I think we're going to have a very hard game on Saturday. And um, there's a lot of people kind of are waiting for Leeds to fall apart. Um, obviously, I hope they don't win at the weekend, but I kind of do hope they go up because um, they deserve it. You know, they've been very, very good this season. And, um, yeah, I, I, as much as obviously I want Fulham to go up, I, I would love to see Leeds go up as well. Okay, fair there, Brendan. Okay, Kevin, back over to you. As we focus on Leeds United, I w- want to go back and I want to look at the first match <clears> because I've been reading some things and listening to some commentary from, say, Leeds United journalists, fans, talking about the first time the teams played and how I've heard this, and I, I don't know if I agree with this or disagree with this, that Fulham are, again, the way we play, are built to play Leeds United. I don't know if I agree with that. And I think the first time that we played kind of showed that. So what was your view of the first time the teams played at Craven Cottage because I got to be honest with you, I, we saw a different Fulham in that game. They again were aggressive. Fulham are not known under Parker to be that aggressive. Well, they were aggressive against Leeds United. I thought that yeah. was the difference. So, what are your thoughts about the first time? Because I'm curious if Parker will have a, a same kind of game plan because Parker ball is different than what we saw against Leeds United. Yeah, from what I recall, Fulham were going through a pretty poor spell before the player does that time as well. So we were expecting a, a tough match because it's always tough at the cottage to get a result. But I thought we played quite well that day, actually. <clears throat> Don't Leeds played OK, but like I said, Fulham were quite aggressive that day and they got a, a, what I thought was a bit of a dubious penalty. I think it was more or less a judge that way later and a few, few weeks after, but... Once we go 1-0 down, we usually we're in trouble as well because we, we, we tend not to come back from going as all down. But we came back well into the game. Remember Eddie and Ketia played up front with Bamford in the second half, I think, that, that afternoon. Yep. And they looked OK together and Bamford obviously pulled the goal back. And then you're thinking now, the way the Leeds play, that there's only going to, be, going to be one winner now. Leeds will go on and maybe get um, get the second. But... Fair play to Fulham. They, they, it was them who came back into the game and they, they got a, a victory in the end, which, like you say, you, you wouldn't say it was a typical Fulham performance. It wasn't. From, from what you've seen prior to that. But obviously it was a, ro- a result that Parker needed that day because he was yep. getting a lot of flack from the Fulham supporters, I believe. And um, he needed that. And um, when he got a player like Mitrovic up front, I hope I pronounced his name right. 
<laughs> you've always got a chance of winning games. He's, he's an awesome striker that can actually get a goal from from anywhere. So um, with him in the team, you know anything's possible. So yeah, at the end of the day, we were disappointed we didn't get at least a draw. But uh, fair play to for Fulham for you know having the right tactics on the day. Okay, excellent, Brendan. Over to you. I want want to get your view. Going back to this, I know it was a a ways away, but when I look at the season for us. I can't see another match where Fulham play like they did against Leeds United. I I, I, I can't see it. So I'm expecting it to happen again. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm, I'm finding it hard to remember what actually actually happened, but I think Kevin Wright, we, were, we were on a bad run and we needed the win. And I think they came to the catch as favourites. And uh, we were from the start. We haven't been, I mean, if you look at all our games... We've been very, very slow. Um, we've tried to keep the ball. Uh, but in that game, we attacked. We attacked. Yes. Um, and the players that we have, which we have some very good forward players, very good players on the wing, they stood up that day and they went for it. And we haven't seen that this year because we basically underachieved. You know, we, we signed a lot of very good players in the summer. And um, I'm not sure if it's individual or if it's down to Parker's coaching, but, <clears> you know, um, they haven't really done it. They've underachieved. You know, we haven't dominated games like we should. We haven't scored yep. the goals like we should. So that, that that game was a once-off. And I think if we have any chance of winning this game at the weekend, we have to go for it. We really I have totally to go agree. for it and be aggressive and press and get the intensity going. If we play that slow football, that boring recycling football, the Leeds players will get in our faces. They will press us high and they will cause us serious trouble. Our defenders will get nervous and uh, I think we leak goals. So I think we really have to be aggressive um, on Saturday. I totally agree. And uh, I will uh, mention my thoughts when we break down this match where Leeds United have an advantage. And we're going to talk about that because uh, I think Scott Parker has a decision to make. So before we get there, I'm going to mention this as well. I actually did a poll on the Cottage Talk face. I'm sorry, the Twitter page, not Facebook page. There's a Goldman for you, Brendan. And uh, the... Twitter poll was this. Would you start Dennis Adoy at left back and Cyrus Christie at right back? Again, Adoy left back, Christie at right back against Leeds United. And I'm asking people that are watching live, would you do that if you're a Fulham supporter instead of starting Joe Bryan at left back? I'm curious what people think about it. I'll share the results of the poll in a little bit. But I think that also goes to the strength of Leeds down the right-hand side. Everything that I've heard, Kevin, you could probably back me up on this. You're very strong on the right-hand side. And right now we have a weakness at left-back, defending. Mm. Maybe not going forward, but defending at, with Joe Bryan. I, you know, again, I like Joe Bryan, but he, again, is not your best defender. So I, I think that's something to really watch in this match. So, again, if you're watching this and – you want to chime in on Dennis? My thought about Dennis Adore starting at left back and Cyrus Christie starting at right back. Feel free to. Okay, Kevin, back over to you. Let's now not spend too much time. You've already mentioned this. Let's talk about that Cardiff City match. And Brendan's already said this, and, and I understand why he said this. He sees it as a one-off. I watched the match. And the only thing I'm going to say about this is that they did have what I would call full moments, mistakes, that cost them because if they don't make mm. the mistakes, it's probably at least a point for you. Yeah. Your thoughts? 
Well, Phillips obviously was was up. He made the initial mistake, uh, but Hoyler still had plenty of time to, you know, run past the defenders and tee up the goal. I and mean, he could have easily been stopped before then. So even though Phillips made the mistake, there were still four or five defenders around him that could have just got the foot in there. So I was a bit surprised nobody, did, you know, uh, challenged him really. To be fair, but it was a good strike. Maybe the keeper could have done a bit better. Who knows? He's a young lad. He's only his third league game. Um, and obviously the second one, once again, you know, Cooper makes a mistake um, and the striker takes advantage. Um, just, to, like I said, two, two isolated incidents in the game that, you know, in another game, that, that you know, we might have snuffed them out and we could have easily got a point from the game, which would have been a useful point going into the Fulham game on Saturday. But, We've had we've had worse performances than that this season. We've you know uh, abject performances, um, but that wasn't one of the worst. We, you know we've played worse and won games this season um, playing like that against Cardiff. So um, yeah, hopefully you know maybe we didn't have enough pre-season games against opposition. I mean, I know Cardiff had two games against yep. Swansea, two eighty-minute games against Swansea, which would have put them in good fettle for. Sunday, whereas we've been playing 11 v 11 at the training ground, uh, which Bell's preferred, even though we got an opportunity to play Everton, he turned it down to uh, just to keep the players together and you know play each other. Oh, I'm sure Bielsa wouldn't have been, um, you know, would have been really hard on the players like he usually is. It wouldn't have been a, a soft, a soft game, I'm sure, but I think it might be more beneficial to play against uh, opposition that we're not used to playing against, and it might have been. Made us a bit more edgier on Sunday against Cardiff, but hopefully now we've got we've got that game out of the way and we have played different opposition. Hopefully for the final eight games now we'll um, have more wins than defeats and um, get enough points to get over the line. Okay, excellent, guys. Let's talk a little bit about the coaches here, Scott Parker and Bielsa. And Brendan, I'll go to you because Bielsa is a fabulous coach. And this is going to sound strange for me to say this. I'm not saying that he was outcoached by Scott Parker, but for some reason, Scott Parker did a nice job in the last match. So when you look at the coaches, how much of a factor could they be in this match? Because you know what you're going to get with Bielsa. And, you know, you're going to get a team with a great rhythm, great flow, and it's going to look great. But I'm curious if. Scott Parker's going to do what he did the first time around. So I'm going to ask you, who has the coaching advantage? I think it's easy to say Bielsa, but Scott Parker did a good job the first time. Yeah, I, th- I think that was a one-off for us. I don't think uh, Scott Parker could ever out-coach out uh, Marco Bielsa. It's, 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 day, it's like day and night. It's miles apart. Yeah. There's, there's no competition. Um, I'm not a fan of Parker. Um, I think we've underachieved big time this year, even though okay. look, we're third on the table. It's hard. But uh, no, you could say both teams are predictable because you, you know what you're going to get from Parker, but you also know exactly. what you're going to get uh, for Bielsa. And uh, I just, again, I'll say that if we go out like we have, we've played all season, which is this slow build up, recycling the ball, I think Leeds will eat us up. So we're going to have to I change our. We have to change our our, um, our approach to it, but 
I, I, there's no there's no difference for me. Like Bielsa is, is one of the best tactical managers in, in the world. Not only the championship, people leagues are so lucky to have this guy. He, I, I'm involved in coaching myself, and um, there's, there's, there's books written about this guy about how good he is. Yeah. You know, he is he, he's so innovative on the training ground. His his drills are just his his formations. The guy is a complete pioneer. So um, him and Parker are absolutely miles apart. You know what. Parker had the last day was maybe better individual players on the day that were more upright, they were more aggressive. Okay. But in terms of coaching, there's for me there's no there's no contest. Okay, and honestly, I totally agree with that. I was just saying for this certain match, this opportunity for Fulham play, Fulham's players versus Leeds United players, but you say you think it had something to do with the talent of the players I, instead of more of the coaching. I understand that. And Kevin, yeah. I, I, I want to go to you. I want to get your view on this. Listen, I, I agree with what Brendan said. Listen, uh, Scott Parker was not my choice at all. Uh, and I'm with Brendan mm-hmm. on this. You know, he wasn't. But I'm backing him because he's the full manager, and I hope he learns yeah. from course, situations yeah. and actually does what he did the first mm-hmm. time around to give Fulham a chance. Because if he plays the way he played for the majority of the season – Leeds United are going to win 3-0. I, I'm, I'm going to say that right now. But when we talk about the coaches and we talk about Bielsa, the only thing, the only question I have for you really on Bielsa is not how well they play because, again, the style's fantastic. The lack of substitutions, could that come back to be an issue for Leeds United, not just in this full match, but moving forward? Again, he uses a very small squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he, he he looks he, he does use the youngsters quite a lot um, from the bench, but it it tends on a lot it tends not to like to change things too much, you know, from the starting elevens unless he really has to. Um, obviously, he had nine choices on uh, Sunday, and most of those on the bench were young kids. To be fair, there's not a lot of seasoned pros. Obviously, we were missing Pablo and Barry Douglas. I think he's due back at the weekend as well so they're a bit more experienced but yeah you're right he, he doesn't tend to use the substitutes unless he really has to um, but going back to the Fulham game at the cottage Scott Parker said a few cutting things about Bowers after the game saying I know I heard that we were quite predictable you know is that a play against Leeds he knows what they're going to do um, he, he, you know it's it's like playing football by numbers, really. Leeds just play one way, and they, they knew how to handle us. And when you look at the result, you got to agree that yeah, he did a job on us. And whether he does that again on um, on the Saturday, obviously it's a crucial game for Fulham because they need sure. to get something from it. A, a draw wouldn't be a disaster for us, to be fair. Uh, but I think Fulham will be looking for that victory because obviously. Prior to that, West Brom are playing Brentford on the Friday. So the four titans of the league are playing each other this weekend. So it's going to be an interesting um, weekend. But going back to your original question, yeah, uh, I don't think uh, Bielsa's got a massive choice on the bench, to be fair. He he tends to just stick with what he's got and things are going okay. Even if you're a goal down, he'll, he'll stick with the same eleven. Unless he really, really has to change things. He's not a guy who likes to change things just for the sake of it. So he's okay. not really a, a sub-guy, I suppose. Okay. And, you know, 
again, he has his system and he has his players and he sticks by his players and, and that's his team. And, you know, again, Brendan, and I'll say this, say this, I just wish Scott Parker wouldn't be saying these things predictable. You know, I get, he's setting himself up. Don't say this stuff because now you have this situation going into this. You know, we would say over here, bulletin board material for Bielsa because I'm, I'm sure he heard that. And he shouldn't have said that. He should. He shouldn't have said predictable. He shouldn't have said that, you know, like, hey, basically saying we, we have the blueprint to beating Leeds United. I don't think you do. I think that you I, – I think you found a way. But can you do it consistently? I, I guess we'll uh, find out on Saturday. Uh, Kevin, back over to you. I want to talk about a couple of points. We talked about one off air. And uh, because I think both of them could play key roles – in this match for Leeds United, and maybe you disagree with me. Let's talk about Hernandez. If he does return, I think that's huge. I, I do believe when he went off against uh, Fulham, that was a major loss for you. On the flip side, what do you do with Patrick Bamford? <laughs> well, I know Bielsa loves the guy, so he's not going to drop him, that's for sure. He works hard for the team. He's a not a typical striker that scores goals week in, week out. But he's got 13 um, so far this season. Um, I think some Leeds fans are saying, you know, when you have these no uh, crowd noises at the ground, maybe we should get a little a few boo noises for Bamford because every time he hears a boo from the Leeds fans, he sort of, you know, jeez him up a little bit <laughs> and he ends up scoring a goal. But, uh, yeah, he's one of these Marmite players. You're either going to love him or hate him. I personally like the guy. I think he's great. I, don't, I just I don't think he's got too much opposition. That's the thing. Uh, Augustine obviously was signed in January and he's been out injured most of the time. He was the main threat for his position, really. But um, there's nobody really to push him apart from maybe Roberts, who can play up front. Yep. He did well coming on. He had a great cameo against Hull when he came on. For the last 20 minutes, got got two wonderful goals. And then he played well against Huddersfield when he came on as a sub as well. But uh, people are saying maybe he should start the game up front, put Bamford on the bench. But I can't see Bielsa dropping Bamford at all, really. He, his admiration for Bamford is up there. He'll be playing again, I'm sure, on Saturday. And who knows, he might even bag the winner and be the hero again, knowing Bamford. That's what he does. You know, he's, he can be unpredictable. In the Millwall game's a good example. We were 2-0 down at half-time. Looking a bit lost, he was getting loads of stick from the fans, as usual, when he's not playing that well. Then in the second half, he gets two goals, could have had a hat-trick, and we win 3-2, and he's the hero again. So he's that sort of, that, that game summed him up this season, I suppose. Very poor first half, absolutely brilliant second half. And, you know, you just want more consistency from the guy, really. But he's getting to an age now where he should be doing that on a, a regular basis. Um but hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll save his best games for the last eight games of this, of this season. We'll see what happens on Saturday. But one, one thing I will do know, he will be starting on Saturday. Okay. And your thoughts on Hernandez? You and I talked about this already. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favourite players of all time, at least. That's how highly I rate the guy. Loved it when Gary Monk bought him in when he was manager about three years ago. It was one of the best things Monk did was getting... Hernandez in on loan, then we signed him permanently a few weeks or months after that. He's been one of our most consistent players at the club since he's been here. 
His performances are always seven, seven, eight, or nine out of ten. He's never lower than that. It reminds me, really, going back to the early nineties when we signed Gordon Strachan from Manchester United, and he absolutely transformed the club when he came. And Hernandez is very much in that same mould, same sort of player. Never gives up. Always has a telling pass. Does something totally out of the blue that gets you a goal. Scores a wonderful goal. He tracks back as well. He's a great defender, tracks back, works his socks off. In fact, personally, if I was Bielsa, I'd just say to, to Hernandez, forget about the defending. You're at an age now, I don't want you to defend. Just create on that other side of the pitch and do your yep. stuff. But Bielsa expects everybody to do their job and fair, to, fair enough to Pablo, he does his job defending as well as creating and scoring goals. And if he's fit for the last eight games, that'll be a massive bonus for Leeds. Okay, and I totally agree with that. I think he's a fabulous player and a player that I fear, honestly. And, uh, I, again, uh, reports I'm hearing that he'll probably be a part of the match. I hope he doesn't start. If he comes off the bench, I can live with that. But if he starts, that'll be a problem for Fulham. I'm going to say that right now. Okay, guys, uh, I'm going to share uh, a comment we, we have because I, I want Brendan's thoughts on this because this kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier. So I'm just going to – Share this with you guys. Here it is. Question, guys. Do you think Parker is playing the Joker style but doesn't have the changing room due to age and experience? Okay, Brendan, what are your thoughts on that? No, he's not playing the Joker style. Um, Jokanovic liked to hold on to the football as well, but he was a lot more direct. He was much quicker. Um, I do agree that we don't have the fullbacks that Jokanovic had. I mean, we had Fredericks and Target who were excellent. They're huge, huge upgrades on what we have at the moment. But um, we were, we we held on to the ball like Jokanovic, but we did it much more purpose. We were much quicker. We got the ball up the, up the pitch quicker. And I think we were more intensive. We pressed from the front more and we were more aggressive. I think Parker is much more slower in all those departments. So I, I strongly disagree. I don't think we're, I don't think we're playing the same style of football at all. Okay. Okay, it's yeah, I totally agree with that. I don't see it because it's very predictable. You know, it's funny. We're, we're talking about the comments from Scott Parker. I think Fulham are very predictable. And what they need to do, it, Brendan, this is going to sound just uh, basic. Everything that they need to do, they need to do faster, quicker. And it's very slow. And I think that's what we are missing. We are missing – that movement, we don't have that movement. So I totally agree with you. They're not, and uh, I don't know if I don't think it has to do with the players, Brendan. I think it has to do with Parker. Oh, completely. I mean, he said it. He said this many times in interviews that he believes that we should hold on to the ball. That he doesn't want to keep the ball. He doesn't want to give the ball away. If we get in a position, we recycle, we pass it back, we start again. And if you watch all of our games, we're slow. We get in a position doesn't work out, we pass it back, we recycle, we switch it again. Um, and teams have us sussed straight away. Yep. They, if you get stuck into us, you're aggressive, you press us, you get the ball off us, you break in the transition, and you will catch us just like Brentford did in the weekend. And I can guarantee you, uh, Bielsa and uh, Leeds are thinking the same <coughs> thing. So, no, it's it's completely different style of play to Jokanovic. Completely different. Yeah, we, we, we were we were blessed with Jokanovic. You know, we were... Yeah. We were um, we, I don't know what the word is, but uh, that was in. We played amazing. I mean, Twenty-three games on beat. We, we had. We, we we didn't bottle games. I feel now that we're bottling games. I wouldn't fancy us against anyone in the playoffs because I don't think we're a big game team. 
That's why I'm worried about Saturday. It's a big game, and I don't think we have the bottle to win it. Whereas, again, with Jukanovic, we had games won before we went on the pitch. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Kevin, do you want to share something on that? I was just going to say the game against Brentford, it seems to have nil-nil written all over. It did. It absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it looked like a good point, really, coming their way. So, obviously, things went a bit pear-shaped in that sort of two, three-minute period. So, I don't know. Maybe lack of concentration. I don't know. But that, that was a big game. Well, Brentford maybe, are uh, yeah. a good side, as much as they don't yeah. want to admit it. They're very crafty. They're, you know, I, I really felt that we were out-coached again. You know, they looked sharp. They looked a load of ideas. They didn't give up. I thought we were very one-dimensional and we were slow. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought the better team on the day one as well. I hate to be negative. <laughs> I'm sure. being very negative, but that's how I feel. Sure. And I just want to share this. Chaz uh, Pierce keeps uh, keeps sending us messages. And, and listen, I definitely want to uh, just say thank you, Chaz, for, for your uh, your comments here. And he also shared this, Brendan, because I understand what you're saying, but I believe he's trying to mirror it, but just badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Coming up, guys, we're going to get into previewing this match, Leeds United versus Fulham. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Kevin, before we really break down this match, I have to ask you this because uh, I'm curious if this is an advantage or a disadvantage for either side. No fans. Okay. <laughs> At Ellen Road. I've heard yeah. different views on this. I've heard people say, well, it's actually going to help Leeds United because the supporters, when Leeds United are down, they can be hard on the team, really hard on the team. But I also think that they can be yeah. a boost to Leeds United. Well, you know, again, your, your crowd is, is, is unique. You know, again, I've heard it and uh, very vocal fan base to their credit. So without them, what kind of role does that add to this match? To be fair, I think um, I think most home support is like that, really. They're very vociferous towards their own fans, at their own players, should I say? And um, they can, you know, they can work both ways, I suppose. And we're not alone in that. We have, you know, our fans do turn quite easily if things aren't going well. But uh, when things are going great. Prior to the lockdown, you can get a better atmosphere of the ground, really. But so we'll have fifteen thousand cardboard cutouts there, so that's something. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it feels it, fe- it feels like we've got some fans there. I don't know if they're going to be doing doing this noise thing around the ground. We've got this company in from the West End, apparently, that did the QPR game at the weekend against Barnsley, where you can hear the crowd. And the, and the usual chance, but it's not going to be the same as the real thing, yeah. obviously. I, I think we'll have learned something from Sunday's game from that fact that, you know, it's going to be quiet. But then it's still up to the team to adapt to that, really. And I think once you focus on the game, I mean, you hear a lot of, a lot of the players say, I, I, don't even, I don't even hear what the fans are saying half the time because I'm so much in concentration on the game. I, and that's all I'm thinking about. So sometimes, yeah. The fans can be great and get behind you, but sometimes if the if the players are focusing focusing so much on the game, I don't think it should matter that much. But hopefully, you know they'll adapt quickly on because um, it's going to be a bit weird initially when there's no fans around, no not yeah. the usual 
atmosphere against Fulham. It's going to be, you know, usually one of our top games of the season. So I, but it's the same for Fulham as well. You know, they've got yeah. to adapt and the, what are the away support like they usually get there as well. It's going to be the same for both teams. It's going to be a bit weird. Um, but once you get into the game, 10, 20 minutes into the game, I'm sure you, you just concentrate on the football anyway and hopefully that's what they'll be doing. And once they adapt to it, hopefully they'll... No, continue where they left off in the last few um, home games where, where we were doing really well. Okay. Brendan, what, what do you make of this? Because uh, I found it interesting at Craven Cottage, you know, what we heard on the broadcast, but that was on a broadcast. Does this benefit either team or does it basically benefit neither team not having fans? I, I don't think it, yeah, I think it's 50-50, to be honest with you, Russ. Um, maybe we might share it because, I mean – Ellen Road is a tough place to go. I watched the um, the Leeds documentary on Amazon, and oh, it was, fan- it was fantastic! The by the way, I, I want to say that yeah, it was. that yeah, documentary yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic! It's I good. highly recommend watching it. You like the ending, though. Well, right for you. Yeah. It's not Sorry, Kevin. I can see that. Sorry, Brandon. Go ahead, uh, yeah. hey, Brandon. So, so the, the Leeds the Leeds fans are, are are very intense. You know, it's a tough place to go. It's aggressive. Um, so the fact that there aren't no fans, I think it's but it's very much 50-50. If you watch of the games, it's kind of like a training time, and sometimes the intensity it finds it hard to build up. Uh, it's some interesting statistics from the German league. Actually, a lot of away teams are winning games, and the home teams are losing. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be very much 50-50, To be honest with you, you know. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. All right, guys, let's get into this. And, Kevin, I'll go to you first. In your opinion, we know what the strengths are for Leeds United, if you want to share that. We we know their style of play. What are their weaknesses right now? What about your goalkeeper situation? Yeah, um, Mesley is quite a young lad. He obviously took over in unfortunate circumstances with Casilla, getting banned for eight games, but... He played really well on his debut against Arsenal. I don't know if you saw that game in the FA Cup. He played okay, really, yeah. for the 90 minutes. The whole team played well for 45. Could have been out of sight by half-time. But he made his full-league debut at Hull, which was a bit of a walkover for 4-0. Huddersfield game was fairly comfortable 2-0. So two decent clean sheets for the lad, which gave him a lot of confidence. Obviously, a bit of a setback on Sunday where, you know, he wasn't really at fault for the goals, you could say, but maybe could have done a bit better uh, for the first one. But I don't think he's a weakness as such. Otherwise, Bielsa would never have chosen him as his number one, really. Sure. So he's got a decent defence in front of him. You know, White and Cooper have been awesome for most of the season and the full-backs as well. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, we have a weakness. Obviously, you saw that on Sunday. If, if teams go, get at us a little bit and we, they can create a mistake because we press so much from the back as well, they can create a mistake and sometimes score from it. So, there are weaknesses. It's certainly not a perfect team by any means. Otherwise, we'd be strolling away with the league at the moment. So, uh, it depends if um, Parker goes back to his tactics, like you say, Craven Cottage, and he Obviously, he fancies his chances against Bielsa from what he said after the game. Right. So, it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with on Saturday and whether Bielsa can maybe uh, counteract it this time and do better. And hopefully, we won't have to concentrate too much on what okay. you know his tactics are and just concentrate on what we do best. So, 
be an interesting game, but yeah, we have weaknesses. We've been exploited a few times this season. We've had nine defeats. So, you know, teams can get at us a little bit when they want to. But at home, I like to think we're a bit of a different uh, kettle of fish, if you like. And um, we can, uh, you know, perform even without a crowd. We can maybe pull off a decent performance. Okay, excellent. All right, Brendan. Strengths and weaknesses perform according to you. Okay, so strengths are individual players if they turn up. You know, we've got the, the best striker in the league, 23 goals, um, a Premier League player playing the championship. Um, lots of other very talented players, not Carter, Carney, um, Cavalero, Bobby Reed, Harrison Reed. So we, if our individuals do it, you know, that, you know, we are going to be quite strong. Um, our weaknesses is defensively, I think, you know, Joe Bryan, I fancy him as more of a left-sided attacker. I think he showed last weekend that he's not the best defender at all. Um, and on the other, the other side, and full-back as well, I think we're a bit weak. Um, and our style of football, you know, I, I think Parker is holding us back, as I've said numerous times tonight. Um, uh, and our, our concentration levels at the back sometimes are a bit dodgy. Um, so defensively, we're kind of weak. Um, and offensively, if we turn it on, we can be very, very potent. But that's a big if. Okay. So for you, it's really about the individual offensive talent. The form if, if, can and if, it clicks, if it clicks. If it clicks. If it clicks for us. We can be devastating. We know we have the players, but yeah, it's a big absolutely. if, you know. And uh, we have to arrive with the right, the right attitude, you know. St- we, we can be traditionally very slow to start games, as you know. Yep. But if we can get there and like tear into them straight away, let them know that we're here and we're not going to roll over. We want, you know, we need we need three points, um, and then we might frighten them, you know. Okay. All right, Kevin. Right back to you. Key players for Leeds United against Fulham. <clears throat> Who needs to really have a very strong match for you to get all three points? And then I'll go to Brendan for Fulham's. Well, the obvious answer really is Bamford, I suppose, depending yep. how he plays on uh, on the Saturday. He could be key to it. But obviously, Amitfield is quite strong. Uh, Cleek, I think he's played. This will be his 100th um, match for Leeds. Um, and he's played... I don't think he's missed the. He's the one player in the team that hasn't missed a minute since Bielsa joined. Because Bielsa absolutely loves the guy, and his work ethic is brilliant. He creates chances as well and scores a few little pearlers. He could be the key, but obviously I'm going back to Pablo as well. If he starts, I think we've got a great better chance of winning than not. Um, then we've got Jack Harrison who's performing quite well of late uh, on the wing. He, he's going to be an awesome player one day as well. Kevin, you know, I just want to share this. I watched him when he was over here in the MLS. Mm. You could see it then. And uh, I'm glad that he got his opportunity with Leeds United because I think he's only scratched the surface. I think he has, yeah. I think there's loads more to come from the guy. And with Bielsa sort of teaching him, I think he's he's come on leaps and bounds. He had a a bit of a niffy first season where he was in and out of games, getting subbed at halftime. But this time Bielsa stuck with him a lot. And he's played most of the games, and he's he's been awesome for most of the games as well. To be fair, he's going to be key. But I think Bamford, Harrison, Cleek, Hernandez, if he plays, and if Ben White has a good game at the back, I think we'll be all right there as well. Because he's he's been one of our better players this season on loan from Brighton. Absolutely awesome player. He's going to go on to bigger and better things one day as well. And hopefully Phillips will cut out his mistakes as well this time. Okay, excellent, Brendan. I'm going to go to you. 
before I do, because I, I want your key players. I'm already going to tell you by sharing this comment from you, who I think the key players from Trevor Standard. Tom Kearney loves to score against Leeds United. I think he's massive in this match. He needs to step up. I think he, number one, is a key player for Fulham. Your thoughts? Yeah, there's a few, Russ. Um, obviously, Kearney would be up there. I mean, uh, I thought he was poor against Brentford. I thought he was strolling around. He was slow. He's our captain. He's a big game player. He's done it time and time for us again. Obviously, the fact that uh, you know Leeds is a former club and they let him go, he needs to... Um, he normally plays quite well against them. So he needs to have a big game. But for me, it's the wingers. It would be very easy to say Mitrovic, but we know what we're going to get out of Mitrovic every game. He's going to put himself about. He's going to be dangerous. But for me, we've got to get the ball out wide. The likes of Cavalero, Knockhart, Bobby Reid. I think Kamara will actually play. These are the guys that have got to get going. That They, they can make those runs up the channels and get those crosses into the box for Mitrovic. So, yeah, Kearney is huge. But for me, I think it's the wingers, the two wingers that really, you know, they, we need them. You know, we need them running at Leeds, you know, taking on the defenders. Because the last day we were very narrow through the middle. So, yep. I'd like to see us get the ball out wide. And, and uh, that's key for me, as well as as well as Kearney. How did you two guys uh, uh, think about Mitrovic? His fitness, did he look okay, fitness-wise? It's been a huge <laughs> topic. Is yeah, he overweight? That's why I, I, mentioned I don't it, know. Yeah. What, yeah, what yeah. do you make of that, Brendan? I, I think it's overblown. No, what, what do you make of that? Like me, he, he hasn't been to the barber in a while. And <laughs> he's got a big mop of hair, and yeah, touche, it yeah. makes him look a bit. Uh, it makes him look a bit bigger. But no, no, I, I, I thought he was okay. I mean, obviously, he hasn't played in three months, so you, you're going to lose that sharpness, and you, you know, you're only going to get that from when you're playing matches. So I'm sure he's not, he's not a, as sharp as he was a few months ago, but. Mitro's a big game player, and um, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll okay, be fine. very good. All right, over to you, Kevin. How does Leeds United win this match? First, your perspective, and then Brendan and I will share how Fulham can win this match. Just by playing our natural game, really pressing from the back, uh, and the, hopefully this time taking our chances. That's all we need to do in a game: take our chances, and we win a game. Unfortunately, it didn't happen on Sunday, but more often than not, this season it has happened. We have taken the odd few chances when they're being created. We have so much, um, you know, percentage of play. We create so many chances. There's going to be a time when one or two of those are going to be taken, and hopefully Bamford will be... I mean, he was in the right spot on Sunday, but unfortunately not not the right spot to get the ball from Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it? I saw that. <laughs> that was just a disaster. Harrison coming yep. in to tuck it away. But, uh, he aims it straight at, at Bamford. It was offside anyway. But if he yep. had, had avoided it, it would probably would have been across the goal. But I mean, that's that's the key to the game. Just take our chances. If we take, take our chances, chances, we'll be fine because we create enough chances. A game doesn't go by where we don't have a few chances in the game, especially at home. Okay. So we'll be okay if we take our chances. But, you know, I'm not saying we're going to win the game easy, but Fulham is going to be a difficult game, obviously, because yep. they've got a lot to play for. But then again, so have we. Absolutely. There's a lot on this match. Brendan, how do Fulham win this match? I'll just say this. We've already been talking about it. They mm -hmm. have to look at what they did the first time against Leeds United. They have to be aggressive, Brendan. And if they're not, I think they're going to really – have a really tough time keeping up with Leeds United because I think Leeds United, one, could take advantage of a full mistake and we know what can happen there. Two, 
if they just let them control the match, I think they're just asking for trouble. That goes twofold. Like I said, making a mistake or just letting them control the match or us having that slow, meticulous pace, I don't think works to Fulham's advantage. In your opinion, how do Fulham win this match? Well, first of all, we have to pick the right fullbacks. And if Joe Bryan is playing, he has to be more disciplined at left full. Um, I think there might be a change. I think you might see Cyrus Christie's he hasn't played in a while and, you know, he's quite athletic, he's quick um, and he did well the last time he came on. I think he went out, he was on a little good run of, of coming off yeah. the bench. Um, so defensively, we have to pick the right fullbacks. Um, I've said it time and time again, we have to start right. We cannot start the slow way that we always do. We have to get in, we have to put the tackles in and we have to pick up the pace, we have to drive it, then we have to press from the front. If we play that slow football around midfield like we do, they will press us, they will hunt us down, and they will they will catch us on the transition and on totally the uh, agree. on the breakaway. And that's they will, my they fear. Are, they they are very fear. dangerous. Yep. And that's my worry, that he will try and hold on to the ball and that they, we will make mistakes, we'll be nervous. So we have to be more direct. Um, we have to tack out wide, get those crosses in, and we have to, if Mitro drops deep, someone has to run up the channel because that wasn't happening the last day. He was very isolated. Okay. And we have to go for it. Remember, Russ, if we win this game, we'll only be four points behind Leeds. You know, so we, we need to win. Uh, oh, I totally agree. With Brentford and West Brom playing and, you know, I mean, we're in a good position at the moment in terms of in terms of the playoffs. But um, if we lose, that would be two in a row and confidence is low. And, um, you know, we need to get something out of the game. Okay, excellent. Brendan, right back to you. I'm going to share the poll on the uh, Cottage Talk Twitter page. I said Cottage Talk Facebook page, and that was a classic Goldman, as we all know, Brendan. So here was the poll, and here are the results so far. The question was, would you start Dennis Adoy at left back and Cyrus Christie at right back against Leeds United? I have 274 votes. Yes was at 45%. No was at 55%. So the majority in the poll want Joe Bryan to start. And I just want to share this with, with you guys. This comes from our co-host, Emilio Donnell. So I'm going to share this with you real quick. Emilio says, Bryan, average defender, always said this. He actually has always said that on Cottage Talk. He's always said that, Emilio, uh, when he's talked about Joe Bryan. What are your thoughts on this? What would you do if you were Scott Parker? I would do it. I would put Dennis Adoy at left back. Yeah. And I would put Cyrus Christie at right back, especially against Leeds United. Well, I'm not. Dennis at times is a liability. You know, he, at he, times. he makes he makes me nervous. But I will say he is a big game player. Absolutely, you know, he's, he's played in some big big games for us. I personally would put him at right back. I know we can play both. I wouldn't put him at left back. Okay, um, I'd put him at right back. I probably would put Joe Bryan at left back purely because. Um, he is very good going forward. And, you know, um, he can cross the ball good at times. He does get in behind the defender. So if they can come up to some sort of a plan where someone in midfield covers him when he goes forward, um, you know, hopefully he would have got a kick up the ass after the last game. I probably would still go with Brian um, because he is very good going forward. And I think if we do go for it, you know, we will need him overlapping and um, pushing on. So, yeah, I would play Dennis. I think he's a he's a big game player, and he's done it first time and time again. And um, okay, we're not okay, blessed. But you would have you would have him at right back. You would you would you would start him at right back and, and just go with Joe Bryan. I think I would. Yeah, I would. We're not blessed okay. with fullbacks this year, Russ. No, we're not. 
No, we're not. And no. Brendan, to be honest with you, that is a major weakness of foam. I don't think we talk yeah. enough about the loss of Ryan Fredericks. I think he's been a huge loss. No one wants to yeah, talk exactly. about it. And every time I bring it up, they're like, no. I'm like, yes, I think he's been a major loss. And then, you know, again, it's just no one wants to talk about our weakness at fullback, but it really is. All right. Before we go to predictions, I'm going to share this with you again, Brenda, because I want you to see this. This is from another one of our co-hosts, Matt Smith. I love to get out of there with a draw. Defensive ineptitudes in wide areas and no bite going for forward worries me the most. Brendan, your thoughts, because, again, I think we need to win, but what are your thoughts about his comment there, Matt Smith? I mean, he's articulated exactly what I've said in the last 50, 50 minutes and 30 seconds uh, in one tweet. Um, he's spot on. Um, look, I don't see us getting the top two. If we have any chance, we have to win, but I think it's important for us to get a point because, you know, with Brentford, Nottingham Forest, and I forget who else is in sixth, you there's a lot of games to be played so I probably would, uh, would I set for a point I don't know but we need we, we need at least a point yeah I, I'm going to say it right now they need to win if they want to contend for top two they have to win and it's going to be a tough match alright guys let's end with our predictions Kevin I'll go to you first give us a prediction for Saturday's <laughs> match well if we, if we play as well as we did pre, pre-lockdown I think we'll win win the game 2-1, something like that. But I wouldn't be surprised. I imagine the bet's here a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it, it was a draw. Okay. All right. So you're going with a victory, but you wouldn't be surprised with a draw. Brendan, I, I know going into the show, you were, again, not feeling too positive about this match. So I can imagine what your prediction is going to be. Give me your prediction. Okay, um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think if you look at Leeds' results recently, apart from the whole game where they scored four goals, they haven't scored a lot of goals. Uh, I think the way we set up is quite conservative, and I think we are solid-ish. If we, you know, we are kind of solid if we, uh, if we don't make the mistakes. So I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think it's going to come down to the coaches. And unfortunately, I think probably Leeds will make it one 0 Okay, excellent. All right, guys. I'm going to predict this. I don't feel utterly, overly confident in this prediction, but I am going to predict a full victory. I have to, Brendan. You know I have to. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise, <laughs> surprise, right? Right. It, it, it would go against everything that is me, right? So I'm, he's laughing because he knows That's I'm right. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. So I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to go with Kevin, but I'm going to say Fulham are going to win 2-1. to one. I can't believe I'm saying that they're going to score two goals, Brendan. I don't know the last time. Fulham have scored two goals. So I'm going to say Fulham are going to win two to one. They need the points. But um, all the all results are on the table, but I have to go with the Fulham victory. Do I feel confident, Brendan? The answer to that would be no. But I have to, I have to be consistent with me and yes. say Fulham are going to win two to one. I, I, I would not be me if I said Leeds United were going to win. So i got to be consistent. All right. Before we go. Kevin, please tell everyone how they can follow you on Twitter and also read you. Yeah, um, Legion United Mad website, obviously www.legionitedmad.com. Oh, yeah, sorry, .co.uk, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter handle is legionited underscore mad, and we've got a Facebook page as well. So uh, they're the three ways to follow. So, yeah, please do All so. Right. All right, excellent. Brendan, I've missed you terribly. I'm glad that we could do this. And I, and I, I hope you'll do it again. 
I hope you've enjoyed yeah. this. If I have, if my internet holds up, I'll be here as much as you want. I've got a small baby and he goes to bed early, so I've nothing else to do in the evenings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, great. All right, well, before I wrap up this episode, I want to mention we will have post-match coverage on the Cottage Talk Facebook page. I look forward to doing that. Hopefully, it will be of a full victory. Sorry, Kevin, that's my hope. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> I also want to mention one last time, and I've mentioned this in several shows. Please do uh, go to our friends at Come On You White's app. Uh, again, you can download the app on your uh, Android or on your iPhone. They have some great stuff on there. If you're a full supporter, go check out the Come On You White's app. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. For our special guest, Kevin from Leeds United Mad, and my co-host, Brendan Cronin. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.